Welcome back, everyone. Last time was a very technical class. We talked a lot about how the light goes from the endless and moves through this new system that was created after the tzimtzum, after the contraction. So just as a little bit of a recap, we're going to do the verse of the Ari that we were on last time. The aspect that connects all of the circles together is the line that comes, or the ray, that comes from the endless. It's a, it's a thin line. The over and it passes the and and it goes down the and it is drawn and the Ari is very specific with the term with the terms that he is using. from circle to circle, until the end of them all. and through this line, the light and sustenance is drawn. That every circle needs. So as we've been discussing, there's one there are ten circles, one for each sphira. And the way that they receive light after the contraction is through the line that is drawn through that is drawn down to each level. So we've already discussed how the light passes, over it passes. Now Ravashlag is going to explain to us what it means that it goes down. So this is Ravashlag. Every spreading of the upper light to the emanated, any time that light comes from the emanator to the emanated, it's called that it's going down. That's the, that's the term we use. Meaning, that as it spreads, it, be, it materializes, it becomes more material. Ukvayadata, and we've already learned, that whatever is less materialistic, whatever is more pure, is considered higher. And whatever is thicker or more materialized is considered lower. And since, as it, because the light materializes as it spreads, so, if materializing means going lower and being pure, meaning less material, more spiritual, means higher, then when the Ari says that the light goes down, that means that as it spreads, it materializes. We're not talking about physical up and down. And the reason that it's materializing, so the light receives a more and more material form as it spreads because it's spreading through the four phases. As we've talked about, it starts from phase one. Until all the way down, until it hits the masach, the curtain or the screen over the fourth phase. And if you need a refresher on any of these terms, I encourage you to go back and watch these classes as many times as you need. So as it's going and materializing, the first phase is the most pure. 
And phase four is the most materialized. So that's what it means that it goes down. So we've said that when it pass, when the light passes from circle to circle, that it there's two types of passing. One is that it merges with the light that was already there, and one is that it by it creates a new entity. And again, go back to the last class, class number eighteen, for what exactly it means that it passes through. So now, Rav Ashik is going to tell us what it means by venim shak, that it is drawn. Whenever the light is drawn through the line, or direct, not direct, but straight line, like line, linear light, that's called that it's drawn. And circular light, we use the word that it surrounds, or that it or that it creates a circle. So again, linear light, we use the term it is drawn, like a line, it's drawn down. Circular light, we use mit agel, that it becomes a circle. Now, what does it mean, the end of all the circles? This is the fourth phase of the circular vessels. Which is called the midpoint. One of the names that we give it, the fourth phase, is the materialized ball of this world. Our world, planet Earth, it's a sphere, it's a, it's a ball, and it's a, it's a physical one, 100% physical. So at the very midpoint of this all, at the very lowest point, fourth phase of everything, is our physical realm. So now we're getting into how we get from Adam Kadmon, which is the first world that came after the contraction, until our until our world. So the light so the light spread from Adam Kadmon and then Atzilut all the way down through Briya and Yitzira. Down to our world, Asiya. But after the second contraction, and we'll get into what exactly the second contraction is a bit later, which is called the world of Nekudim, the world of dots. Then, the end of the emanation of Adam Kadmon. And this is going to be a little bit confusing. Bear with me. We'll, we'll get through it. Rises up. It elevates to the point of the next world. And there it gets its own place above Bria. Like we'll explain over there. This is very. This part is very cryptic. All you really need to take away from this is that one, there's going to be another contraction. So we had already one contraction, simsum aleph. So there's going to be a simsum bet, second contraction. And two, 
the way that the worlds spread out until we get to our physical world, there's going to be a change in the system. Up until now, we've had the light coming down through the line with the circles directly down. There's going to be a change. The fourth phase, which is Malchut, so all, it's the lowest point, is going to elevate. And that's the only takeaway you need for now. This is not the whole point. This is not a full explanation. And if you are still confused, you should be, because I am still confused as well. This is not information to understand everything. So let's move on to the next verse of the Ari. Every world has ten individual sfirot. And every individual sfirah within each world has within it individual sfirot within each of the individual sfirot. And they're all structured like the layers of an onion. Like the picture of concentric circles that you can find in many books, Yali says. The reason, the Ravasha now explains why why the picture looks like this. Why is it concentric circles? Tavin, understand. According to this general rule, that there's no exchange within the spiritual world. As we've said many times, things don't actually change or exchange with each other in the spiritual world. It gets a new form, but the original form is still there. All of the light that passes from place to place claims that place forever. So if there was ever light somewhere, the light is always there. Even if it, even if it then moves to somewhere else, it doesn't really move. It just is also there now. So every phase that the light passes through, the light is still there. Like we said earlier. And since every, all of the lower sfirot, so every lower sfira was emanated from the sfira above it. So Chokhmah was emanated from Ketel, Bina was emanated from Chokhmah, Chesed was emanated from Bina, and so on. Through this concept of the the pusher and the one that gets pushed, or the one that makes the circle and the circle itself. Therefore, you can think of it that the lower sphira passed through the upper sphira. How so? All of the light starts from the endless. It's where everything comes from. Then we come out, we have Ketil. Then Chokhmah comes out of Ketil. So if you're tracking the overall progress, if you want to know where Chokhmah came from, everything came from the Endless, and then it passed through Ketel, and only did it get its individual name called Chokhmah when it passed through Ketel and came down to become Chokhmah. And therefore it must be that all of the Sfirot are within one another. 
כי למשל, for example, שיוצאות בית הסבירות הראשונות כתר וחוכמה. When כתר וחוכמה spread out, when they take their individuality. הרי אור החוכמה מחויב לצאת מאין סוף ברוך הוא. The light of חוכמה, the light of the, of the ספירה of חוכמה, must come from the endless, because everything comes from the endless. ואחר כך אור החוכמה מחויב לעבור דרך ספירת הכתר. So therefore the light of חוכמה must pass through the ספירה of כתר. בטרם ביאתו לספירה החוכמה. Before it can actually become חוכמה. משום שספירת כתר גרמה יציאתו. Because this, the ספירה of כתר caused its spreading. What does it mean that Ketel caused that Chokhmah should come out of it? I also had trouble with this question. What it means is, remember as we've said before, in the spiritual world when we say that something came out of something else or that something draws something else, everything is cause and effect. So Ketel comes out of the endless. And the next step is Chokhmah. Now we say that Chokhmah was drawn through Keter and then, was, and then came out of Keter. Meaning that from a cause and effect spiritual level, not a physical Keter pushed Chokhmah out of it. On a spiritual level. Chokhmah had to have Keter happen first in order to become a thing. And in this way, Keter is the cause to Chokhmah's effect. משום שספירת כתר גם היציאתו, ומתוך שספירת חוכמה עברה שמה, and since חוכמה passed through כתר, קנתה מקומה שם, it has a place there, ונמצאות עתה בית ספירות בכתר. Now you actually have two ספירות in כתר. You have כתר and חוכמה, because חוכמה passed through כתר. ועל דעת זה, אחר שיצאו כל עשר ספירות דאור העליון, ממעלה למטה עד המלכות, and in this same way, By the time all ten sfirot have come out and, in, and spread to the individual sfirot, all nine sfirot that are below keter, where all must have passed through keter. It was the first cause for the spreading of all of the sfirot. So we had keter. Then the next Sfira was Chokhmah. So Chokhmah came from the Endless, passed through Ketel, down to Chokhmah. Then the next Sfira was Bina. Bina came from the Endless, passed through Ketel, passed through Chokhmah, and is now Bina. And so too for all of the Sfirot. So it must be that all of the Sfirot have a place in Ketel. Because there is no exchange in spirituality. So if they ever pass through there, that means their light is still there. And therefore it must be that all of the nine sfirot that are below Ketel are, within, are included within Ketel as well. And through this, There must be nine sfirot in Chokhmah. Because there were, there's Chokhmah itself, and the eight below Chokhmah that passed through it. 
וכן חטא בספירות בבינה, and therefore there's also eight ספירות in בינה, מהטעם האמור, for the same reason, וכן זין ספירות בחסד וכו', and seven in חסד and so on. באחת במלכות, and there's one ספירה in מלכות, היא אותה התחתונה, because it's at the bottom, there's nothing below מלכות, so מלכות is just itself. ונודע, and it's known. שמלכות מעלה עשר ספירות דאורכו זה ממנה ולמעלה. Now we finally get to talk about returning light again. We started off this whole chapter about returning light and now we finally get to really understand it. When the מלכות sends back up the returning light, המלבישות לעשר ספירות דאור עליון, which are the clothing for the upper ten ספירות, what does it mean that they're the clothing? It means that they're the vessel. In any spiritual system, light cannot have anywhere to be without the vessel. It must have the clothing or else there's, no, there's nothing to hold it. So when Malchut sends up the Olchozel, which is the vessel for what? The ten linear Sfirot. This returning light is called the light of Malchut. There is no other light in Malchut except for returning light. Meaning what? This returning light is also called the ten Sfirot that go up, that go from below to above. And then Ravashla gives us a place in his Taklut Bimit, which we'll get to another time, where he explains this even further. Malchut actually becomes Keter of the ten Sfirot that go from, a, from below to above. So when we have the returning light, we're looking at the system from the opposite direction. All of the, this, this light is going from Malchut all the way up to Ketel. So Malchut becomes Ketel. And the one right after Malchut, the next one up, meaning Yesod, becomes Chokhmah of the ten Sfirot that go from below to above, meaning of the returning light. So now we're flipping the entire system on its head. And then the third one up from Malchut becomes Bina. So now we have the opposite thing going on with returning light. Whatever is more pure is actually smaller. So it keeps going and going up until... Ketel only receives the light of Malchut in returning light. So now what do we have? So now Avashlag explains to us how these two systems work together. And therefore you should understand. These ten sfirot that go from below to above are all found in Malchut. Because they all must go through Malchut. If Malchut starts the process of returning light, and it goes all the way up to Ketel, that means that Malchut is the Ketel of returning light, 
And then the next step is Chokhmah of returning light, which happens at Yisod. And Binah of returning light, which happens at Hod, and so on. Malchut is the root of the returning light. They all have a place within Malchut. So now we know, so now we have that Malchut actually has ten sfirot within it. So we said before, Keter has all ten sfirot within it because it has Keter itself and all nine sfirot that come below it. Now with returning light, Malchut also has ten sfirot within it. Malchut itself, plus all of the other nine sfirot where the Or Chozev is going to go. And through Yesod, nine of the Sfirot of returning light pass. So now we also have ten Sfirot within Yesod. Meaning what? It has one Sfira, one level of the light that came down, the original light. And it came from above to below. And nine sfirot of returning light that came from below to above. Because they must pass through it. And now in Hod we also have ten sfirot. How? Two of two sfirot of the light that came from above to below. Which is the light of Hod. The Ora Yesod and the light of Yesod. That must pass through it. And eight sfirot of light, of, of the returning light, that came from below to above. And the same thing applies to Netzach. So now in Netzach, there's Gimel Mimala Lamata, Vezayim Mimata Lamala. There's three from above to below, and seven from below to above. And now in every sfira there's actually ten sfirot. So this is what the Ari meant by saying that every individual sfira within the worlds has ten individual sfirot within it. Every sfira is built from partially Oyashal, the linear light or direct light, and Ol Chozel, returning light. And through this, we've built a full system of ten sfirot within ten sfirot within each of the worlds. After we're done with this whole process of the direct light and then the returning light, every single one of the sfirot becomes has now included within them ten sfirot. And it continues like this. In If you keep zooming into each sfirah, it continues like this with no end. Meaning, within Netzach, let's say, you have Ketel through Malchut. And then within the Netzach of that Netzach, you also have Ketel through Malchut. And within the Netzach of of those, you also have Ketel through Malchut. And in each one of them, you can keep zooming in, and there's a ten, there's ten Sfirot there. 
שנמצא ברכך כל אותו דרך התכוונות האמור. ואין בהסתכלות פנימית שהרחבנו את זה בהסבר רחב. And go to הסתכלות פנימית, that's a different part of the book that we will do soon, where it's explained in a wider way, it's more fleshed out. So now, היינו שכל עליון מקיף את התחתון ממנו, מכל סדיו בשווה, בלי הבחן מדרגות. So why did the Ari use the example of an onion? Because wherever you take the outside layer, it's above the, the, next, the next inner layer in the top half, but it's below the next most inner layer on the bottom half, meaning there's no difference between the different levels. Like we said, if you remember way back, when we were talking about before the contraction, when everything was fulfilled, and it was only about the circular vessels, there was no difference between any of the levels. Because when everything's one, when everything's fulfilled, you can't see any difference at all. But even after there's no light, if we're only talking about circular vessels, remember we're talking about circular vessels, the phases or the sfirot are in concentric circles. So there's no one that's really completely above the other. This is why the Ali uses the example of an onion, because the layers are within each other. Okay. Now we're going to the last verse of the Ali of this chapter. Every circle from all of the worlds, asher betoche chalal, that are within this empty space that the contraction that happened with the contraction. Whatever is closer to the endless than the others, is higher and more praiseworthy or more pure than the next one. Until you find that this physical world is the central midpoint within all of the circles between in all of this empty space and this open air meaning this space that the contraction created our world our physical world is the midpoint of it all and because it's in the very middle, and it's the farthest from the endless, and because it's the farthest possible from the endless, more than all of the other worlds, it's so completely physical and materialized, so, as we said, whatever is closer to the endless, whatever is on the outer layers of the onion, is more pure, higher. Whatever is closer to the middle, 
is less pure, more physical. So our world, which is the very midpoint of it all, is the most physical and also the lowest of the worlds. And understand this well. Now, we already understand, we've already talked about what it, what it means to be close spiritually. We're not talking about space at all. We're talking about closeness of form. So we also know that from the endless until the midpoint, there's four phases of change in form. Which are the ten circular sfirot. Remember, we're talking about the same system and we, have, we give it different names depending on what aspect of the system we're talking about. If you don't remember exactly what I'm talking about, I encourage you to go back to previous classes and watch again and again. This midpoint is the fourth phase that is more materialized than the rest. The first circle, which is called Ketel, this first circle that is called Ketel is this first circle that is called Ketel is the entire aspect of the root of all four phases. And it's it's understood intuitively. That the circle of Ketel, that is the most pure of all of the circles, its form is closest to that of the endless. And the first phase, which is slightly more materialized than the circle of Ketel, is, farther, is a little farther from the endless in form than Ketel. And the second phase, which is a little bit more materialized, is a little bit farther in form from the endless than the first phase. Until you get to the midpoint, which is more materialized than all of them. So because it's the most materialized, it's also the farthest in form from the endless. And there's no need to have a question on this. About from what we said before, meaning what? So we just got finished saying that when we're talking about circles, there's no above, or, there's no upper or lower. So how can we now say that whatever is closer to the endless is higher, whatever is farther from the endless is lower? We just got done saying that there's no difference between them. So what, so what do we mean when we say that? Because it seems like a contradiction. The point here is, This is after the circles have received the light of the linear light. So only once the circles have received the aspect of the linear light do you start to see a difference between a higher level higher level and a lower level. 
something interesting to focus on, and then we'll do the overall takeaway. Without the light coming from the line, the circles would be able to get no light. It would only have what we talked about a couple classes ago, this shining from afar that comes from the endless. But they wouldn't really be able to get light because of the contraction. So even though the light of the line is more contracted than what the circles originally got, this is the only way for the circles to get light. And because of this light that they're getting, we start to see a separation between higher and lower levels. Something to focus on. And the general takeaway from here, for me at least, is that just like with every sphira, there's ten sfirot within it. And each sphira has a certain amount of direct light and a certain amount of returning light. So too in our lives. What is returning light? Returning light is the entire concept from the beginning of we want to receive in order to give a good feeling to the one who wants to give. That is the essence of returning light. So the system cannot be complete without our involvement. This entire world, everything that God has created, was created so that we could finish the job. We have an amazing role here. God created us with the unique ability to create as well. We are the only beings that can do this. So for the rest of the week, look for opportunities where you can give as well. Look for opportunities where you can become like the creator and complete the system. Have a great week. Thank you.